Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald. Here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I dive into a really, really important topic that not many people talk about. All right, everyone talks about losing weight, which of course is important. But how come no one ever talks about how to keep it off long term? which is what the purpose of today's podcast is about. Not only how to lose weight, how to do so in a sustainable way, but what happens at the end of that dieting phase. You know where you, you feel like you've quote unquote arrived and geez, you know, I've lost this weight, I'm happy with it, now I'd like to maintain it. Well, do you have a plan in place for that or are you just going to kind of second guess it? So in today's episode, I describe exactly not only how to get there, but how to stay there long term. Alright, so without further ado, I really do hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, just please pay the small fee. What is the small fee that I ask? That you share this post on your IG stories, you tell your friends. Podcasts generally just grow through word of mouth. I'm not going to be running ads to this, so it's just lifestyle listener, lifestyle lifter listeners like you, sharing the, sharing the gospel, spreading the good word. That is how this podcast is going to grow. So if you get value from it, please um, share it with your friends. Tag me in your IG stories, shoot me a message, and I'll even give you a shout out as fan of the week. All right, so without further ado, how to lose weight and keep it off long term. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, what is up? And welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters show. Um, it is early on a Monday morning as I record this. It is the 22nd of August and I'm just trying to get a few orders of business in place before I head away this week. So uh, this coming weekend, the IFS, the International Fitness Summit, is going to be going ahead in Lisbon. So I will be away for about a week or so. And I've already, I kept a promise to myself at the start that I want to stay consistent and do at least one podcast a week. So I'm recording this early on Monday because I don't plan on doing one while I'm on my holidays next or this coming week in Lisbon. So here we are early Monday morning, getting the getting the early morning grind in. I'm really excited about the International Fitness Summit this coming week in Lisbon. So it's organized by James Smith PT. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of him for whatever you make from. Um, he's definitely puts himself out there and he's organizing this event. It's going to be on the Lisbon and a lot of guest speakers, a lot of people that I'd love to meet and just look forward to even listening to. Um, Jordan Syed is someone who I would have followed for years. He's going to be the headline guest there. I absolutely love his content. For anyone that doesn't know Jordan Syed, definitely check him out. If you just look him up online, you won't be, uh, you'll come across his page pretty quickly. He actually... He set a PR, a world record PR in the deadlift. He was able to deadlift four times his body weight. Um, Trained under Louis Simmons, legendary strength coach, back probably seven, eight years ago now at this stage. But now he's just more so focusing on fat loss. But I absolutely love his content. So James Smith is organizing. He's the host. Jordan Syed, he is the headline guest few other big guests too the likes of ben greenfield is going to be there um i know that then like phil graham he's a business coach so i'm really excited about that but anyways here we are monday morning and i want to shoot this podcast and get this out by the time this airs it's probably going to be mid to late september and i'm going to be talking about a really important topic today 
And the topic is how to lose weight and keep it off long term. And the reason I the reason I'm I feel the need to record this is because most people's biggest challenge isn't losing weight. Eighty percent of people, though, who do lose weight, they gain the weight back within a year. So anyone who loses weight, like quickly in particular, the study showed 80% of those, they will gain it back within the year. So if you want to get out of the money and into the few, the 20% or less who actually understand how to maintain it long-term, there is a strategy in place. So that's what I'd really like to share with, with the listeners today is how to actually keep the weight off long-term. So let's let's dive in. And I'm first of all, we're going to start out with how do we actually lose weight? So as we know, we lose weight by being in a calorie deficit. Okay, so when you eat less than you expend, all right, that is when you're going to be in a calorie deficit. And the deficit and what percent of a deficit you're in, I mean, there's a few ways you can go about it. You can, of course, go the extreme route and just do something that's unsustainable, which a lot of people do. You know, you've got a wedding coming up, a holiday coming up, two weeks time, one week time just going to go on these liquid diets or these crazy fad diets and try to stick to that, knowing that it's it's not going to be long-term. And sure, like that can work and that does work. Potentially, it's obviously going to be miserable, but then usually what people have is they've no kind of game plan for afterwards and that's when they regain the weight. Now, the other way you can lose weight and my preferred way is actually sustainably doing so in a, in a way that's actually sustainable and enjoyable. And this is really important because it's not only your body training your body, you're also training your mind. And if, if every time you want to lose weight, you associate that with having baby calories, eating just spinach and having all these shakes, your mindset, it's just going to be so, so negative anytime you ever want to lose weight because you think that that's what you have to do. Whereas if you can make your weight loss enjoyable, sustainable, first of all, enjoyable as well by eating foods that you enjoy, something that you can actually stick to long term. Then if you ever do need to lose weight for, you know, a particular event or just for yourself again, after having lost some initially, you'll have a much more positive association with it. OK, so the goal is to lose weight. You can go the extreme route or the sustainable route. Let's just say we're going to go the sustainable route. So um, how do we do that? A calorie deficit, about 10%, I find, 10 to 20%, but 10% is usually a quite, quite a good range there. So let's just say your maintenance calories, the calories that you need to maintain your current body fat or body, body, um, body weight are 2,000. Then if you reduce your calories by about 10%, That'll be 200 reduction, so you'd be at 1800. Naturally, the, the, the bigger the calorie deficit, on average, the faster the weight loss. All right. But then on average as well, it's it's more it's more difficult to. Regardless, anyways, we're going to be in the calorie deficit. Okay. Once we're in the calorie deficit, let's set a goal and let's set a time frame. And I'll just apply this to my own online coaching. I think 12 weeks is a pretty nice time frame to to kind of aim for not that it's the be all and end all after 12 weeks but just like to aim for it for a start it's a good like it's a good sustainable time to to be in a deficit and it's enough time as well that you should be seeing results all right so we set the time frame we set the goal we want to lose weight we're going to do it over the next 12 weeks not over the next two weeks 12 weeks okay 
what is a good target of fat loss that we can aim for? So a good general metric. And obviously this, it varies individual to individual, depends on your current weight, your body fat percentage. But roughly, if you can reduce your overall body fat or your over mixing up body fat and body weight, your overall body weight by 0.5 to 1% reduction per week. All right. So I'll just give an example. Let's just say you are 80 kilos and a 1% reduction in your body weight per week. That'll be about starting out 0.8 kilograms per week, which is actually, you know, quite a decent amount. All right. And again, the reduction and the amount of weight you lose, it's going to be dependent on your calorie deficit. But if you're in that calorie deficit range of roughly 10 to 20 percent, you know, that's a kind of a sweet spot that's sustainable. It's not miserable. And you should encounter and achieve sustainable fat, um, fat loss and weight loss. So about 0.5 to 1 percent reduction in your body weight per week. Then how do we get there? So as I mentioned, we determine your calories. So your maintenance calories are 2000 okay you're in a 10 to 20 percent deficit so that means you're going to be consuming between 16 to 1800 calories okay you know your calories then we we go on to your macros start out with the most important one i always say the goal with being in a calorie deficit should be to eat as much food as possible while staying within your limit and what a lot of people do is when they lose weight they just become a smaller and skinnier fat version of themselves. And the reason being is because usually the form of training they do is predominantly cardio-based, which I won't really go into today. And on top of this, their protein intake isn't high enough and they're not doing enough strength training. So when you're in your calorie deficit, the most important macro you need to determine is your protein because you want to maintain as much of your hard-earned muscle as possible. Okay, because when you do lose weight, it's not all just going to be fat. Some of that will be muscle too. But here's the thing, and this might blow your brains, but it's possible to lose weight and your body fat percentage to increase. Because if you lose weight and off that weight that you lose, more of it comes from muscle and less of it comes from fat. Even though your weight will decrease, your body fat level will increase because your body fat is a percentage of muscle to fat that you have. So again, you don't want to just lose weight and become skinny fat, all right? You want to become a leaner version of yourself, which is why protein intake is really important. So your protein intake, again, it's going to average, it's going to range depending on the individual, but a good range I find is 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So per kilo of body weight. And I'll just use two grams because it's a nice, easy metric. So same person, he's 80 kilos, multiply that by two, 160 grams of protein. That is a great, that's a great target. All right, just so you can maintain as much of your muscle as possible. And it will also help you keep and stay fuller for longer. On top of that then, okay, so we determine your protein, your fats in. So fat is next because fats are essential. So I think a good range is 0.7 grams of fat per kilo minimum. So again, going back to the 80 kilo individual, multiply that by 0.7 and you're at 56 grams minimum of fat. And then you make up the remainder with your carbs. But in general, I find a good a good range of carbs is like at least three 
to upwards of seven grams per kilo. Again, that's going to be dependent on your overall calorie target. But if you start out with your protein, then determine your fat and make the remainder up with carbs. I find that is the best approach. All right. So we're doing all these things. We're in a calorie deficit. We've set our goal. We've set our time frame at 12 weeks. Um, our target is roughly 0.5 to 1% reduction in weight a week. We know that our, what our calories are at. We know what our protein or fats or our carbs are. Then we start losing weight. Brilliant. What happens when we lose weight? So as you lose weight, your BMR, your basic metabolic rate reduces, which is like essentially, imagine now you were to just stay in bed all day and you were not to do any activity at all. Your BMR, your basic metabolic rate, it's just the basic number of calories that you'd need to, you need to consume to just for your body to be able to carry out everyday functions. All right. However, as you reduce your weight, so too does your BMR your basic metabolic rate. And that can reduce by five to 15%. So what usually happens is as your, as your weight decreases, your maintenance calories will also decrease. Okay, so now it's probably unrealistic for the 80 kilo guy to have a maintenance calories of 2000, but I'll just stick with 2000. Imagine your maintenance calories were 2000 before you enter the dieting phase, all right? Your new maintenance calories come the end of it can reduce by five to 15%. So I'll just do the sweet spot. I'll say, imagine your, your new maintenance calories were to reduce by 10%, which means at the start of the, of the weight loss period, your maintenance calories are 2000. Come the end, they might be 10% less, which means 1800. In other words, for you to maintain your new body fat and your new body weight, it's going to be you consuming 1800 calories. And that's important as well. That's important to understand. And I'll come back to that later on. So as we lose weight, your BMR, your metabolism will slow down because generally a lighter body burns less calories than a heavier body. Exercise can become more difficult. Naturally enough, if you're not eating as much food, you don't have as much energy to expend. So exercise, especially the further you are into your diving phase, that can become more difficult. And finally, you'll notice there's a reduction in your niche, your non-exercise activity thermogenic level. So let's just say, for example, um, I'll give an example. Like I remember when I was doing my photo shoot. And I'll be honest, I probably went the more of the extreme route because it was I, I only did like I, I was still pretty lean at the time, but I only did like a three week three and a half week it was pretty hard dieting cycle so my calories would have been averaging probably 2400 um which would have been a deficit for me but then like for the last three weeks for the last three and a half weeks i dropped them down as low as 1500 so i'm gonna hold my hand up that was unsustainable but i knew that it was only for a short period of time and I didn't leave myself in a bad position because I, I had enough work done and I had enough consistency to know that I didn't I didn't have a whole lot left to drop. It was just that kind of final piece. But anyways, leading up to the photo shoot. I mean, when you're at 15 to 1700 calories a day, especially, you know, at my body body weight and oh, it was it was difficult and your need does decrease. I remember once the remote fell on the floor 
and I just was not arsed to even pick it up. <laughs> like genuinely, was like, ah, couldn't be bothered. I uh, don't really want to watch this on telly. Not really interested in what's on, but I also don't want to get up my ass and pick up the remote because your energy levels, your body will find a way to conserve as much energy as possible. So that's just important to note that when you do diet, exercise can become more challenging and just there'll be a reduction in need. All right. Things even like laughing and so on. I was I was less inclined and I didn't want to laugh because, again, that expends energy. All of these smaller little things, you, you'll notice a reduction in them as you go into the dieting phase, particularly if it's if it's extreme. OK, so that can happen when you're in a dieting phase. And that's important to note. Now, what happens then once we come to the end of our dieting phase? So this is this is kind of where I'm getting into the importance of how to keep the weight off long term. So let's just say 12 weeks. We've come to the end of the 12 weeks. Regardless of whether you're at your goal physique or not, I would recommend a one to two week diet break where you essentially just bump up the calories slightly and go back to or close to maintenance. And just think of it like this. Imagine you're going from Galway to Dublin to Crow Park for a match. You might just stop off in infield at the at the um, at the station for a quick a quick coffee, a quick snack before you hit the road again. See that as just a way of like just having nice diet breaks and scheduling them in in between. It's a great way to just have some mini targets to aim for, knowing that there's a bit of a break, and then it's your decision to decide. Where do you want to go from here? Okay, so we've come to the end of the 12 weeks. It's your decision now. If you're happy with your weight loss, if you're happy with your new physique, well, then you might adapt and have new goals and get the, set the target to maintain in that or maybe slowly build in muscle. Come the end of the 12 weeks, if you feel you still have a bit more to go, I'd still recommend having a dieting or maintenance phase of one to two weeks before going back to the dieting. Now, for the context of this podcast, I'm going to just pretend that after the 12 weeks or after the dieting phase, you actually now want to maintain that because this is most people's biggest challenge. It's not going to be losing weight. It's going to be keeping it off long term and being able to maintain it. And that requires knowledge, skills and expertise, because here's the problem. What most people do is you get into the mindset of at the end of the 12 weeks that you've arrived. We've arrived now. I'm here. And that mindset of just having arrived because there's like an end point. This can kind of lead to an all or nothing mentality that, OK, for the next 12 weeks, I'm going to go extreme. I'm going to push it really hard. I'm going to go all in, not going to include the foods that I enjoy. It's going to be unsustainable because I know then that once I get to the 12 weeks, I'll be there. But the problem with that all or nothing mindset is once you arrive, you usually go the opposite direction and regain the weight quite quickly because you don't have a post-dieting plan in place. And this arrival kind of mindset, it usually comes from preparing for some form of an event. Let's just say it's a holiday, it's your wedding, it's a family wedding, it's some form of event that's whatever amount of weeks away. And you're going to do your utmost best to look your best for that event. But then you don't have a plan in place for afterwards. And that's where the challenge is. Without that post-item plan in place, what's going to happen? What's likely going to happen? What most people do is they resort back to eating 
how they did previously prior to dieting, and they increase their calories too quickly. They eat how they did previously, and they, as a result of this, you can gain weight quite quickly back. Because you know the way I mentioned earlier, that as your, as your weight reduces, so too does your BMR, your metabolism will slow down, and it can slow down. So when you enter the dieting phase at a maintenance calories of 2,000, your new maintenance calories now might be 1,800. However, if you go back up and eat in too many calories again too quickly, even though you have a new maintenance level, you're actually technically in a surplus if you're eating 2,000 calories again. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so what's a better way? As opposed to just eating the way you did previously and resorting back to your old means and not having a post-dieting plan in place. A better way and a more optimal way, I feel, and again, you know, there's no one best way, but I feel a better way to actually, if you want to maintain it, is to do something called reverse dieting. And what's the benefit of reverse dieting? What is reverse dieting? It's effectively where you diet out. So just like you diet into your, your, your cut, now you diet out of it. You go the opposite direction. So roughly, let's just say you're, you're dieting for 12 weeks. It's a good idea to reverse diet out for about the same period of time. So I'll talk about how we do that in a moment. But the benefit, first of all, of re reverse dieting is it will help you maintain your new physique. Okay, so the goal is not to lose weight, but how to keep it off long term and how to maintain it. And by reverse dieting and doing it strategically, this is going to help you allow you to actually maintain that. So I'll just give you an example. Like if, if you enter that dieting phase, all right, and you got down to 1300 calories, let's just say for a girl or for a guy, you're at 15, 1600 calories. Do you really want to be? And, you know, you're training four times a week, hitting 10K steps a day on top of everything else. If you want to maintain that physique for a guy or for a girl, do you really want to be eating 1,300, 1,200, 1,100 calories to stay there? And the answer is probably not. So your goal should be then to get back to maintenance calories as quickly and as sustainably as possible while minimizing that fat gain. And I'll give you an example of, of a member of ours that we work with. Her name is Becky, and um, she's a vegetarian. So, you know, a lot of the makeup for food, it'll be quite nutrient-dense and quite filling foods, you know, the likes of, like, she needs a lot of beans, legumes, veggies, and so on. So, you know, when you're eating those foods consistently, they will, of course, help you stay fuller for longer. But her calories were averaging probably 1100 to 12, 11 to 1300. And this was just because like, not necessarily that she was she felt like she was dieting. She just, she didn't feel the need or urge to actually eat more because she was eating a lot of nutrient dense foods. But her problem was not lack of exercise or not that her calories weren't right. But it was just that her metabolism, it had slowed down completely because she was training like, four or five times a week previously and only eating 1100 calories and yet she couldn't lose any more weight and she was kind of wondering you know you'd be thinking like what more do I have to do do I have to go down to like 
you know, 1,900 calories and exercise more than I'm currently doing, which is like four times a week to lose weight. So we had a kind of a conversation and this was a hard conversation with her, but I suggest that we'd actually go the opposite way. So just had an idea that, you know, she'd been doing this for a few years and her metabolism was probably working against her and not for her. And when that is the case, it can be tricky. Because despite all the eat less and exercise more, it's it's not necessarily that simple, especially when hormones come into it. So we had a conversation. This was May time. And I recommend that we went and we go in the opposite direction. So she was currently averaging, we'll just say about 1,200 a day. Bumped her up to about 1,700, but slowly and sustainably. Didn't just jump her from 1,200 to 1,700, but we increased her calories by about 50 to 100 per week. Now, here's the crazy thing. Around about May time, her weight would have been roughly 77 odd kilos. Okay, just short of 77 kilos. Three months later, come August time. Having previously been eating averaging 1,200 calories to now averaging 16 to 1,700 and actually exercising less, her weight went from 77 to 69. 77 to 69, down eight kilos, all right? Down eight kilos while eating more food and actually moving less. And just the reason being was because, look, effectively what we wanted to do was just add fuel to the fire now. Restore her metabolism, get it working for her and not against her. And we did it by just like slowly and systematically reverse dieting. So how do you reverse diet? Let's just say now um, that... I'll just use the example that you um, your maintenance calories when you were dieting was 2000 and you got down to as low as we'll just say for the final like two weeks, you went down as low as. Let's just say you went as low as 1400, so you're at 1400 for the final two weeks and then that that's the end of the 12 week period. Brilliant. You've 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 got that desired look, you've you've hit you've reached your desired physique. Now you want to go the opposite direction because you don't want to stay at 1400 forever to have to maintain that. Your goal of the set should be to get back to maintenance as quickly as possible while minimizing your overall fat gain. So what I'd recommend there is, first of all, you need to track your calories. Okay, you're at 1400 and I would initially bump you up by probably if you're at 1400 by maybe two to 300 initially. All right just to slowly again kickstart the metabolism and then from there reverse diet out of your actual cut so let's just say you're at 1400 we bump you back up to we'll just say 1600 then for the next eight to 12 weeks what i'd recommend you to do is to increase your calories by 50 to 100 per week and again this is going to depend on the individual but if you slowly and systematically just increase your calories over time that is a nice way to reverse diet out. Yes, it does require more discipline. Yes, that is important. Now. It does require more discipline. But the benefit being that those hard 12 weeks that you put in, on the other side of that, once you reverse diet out properly, you should be able to maintain that or at least only encounter a slight increase in body fat percentage. I'll give an example. 
And and so I use Becky in terms of metabolism. I know when I when I did my cut for my shoot, my metabolism definitely took it. <laughs> um, I, I definitely know that just like energy wasn't as good. Um, probably I, I didn't do a blood test. Hormonal balance probably wasn't where it should have been. And it, it's it's not the most optimal. So I did reverse diet out of it. And let's just say when I was at 15, 1600 calories, here's the crazy thing. When I reverse dieted out of it for probably eight weeks, I did it slowly. So I went back up to like 2000 and then from there increased them by like 50 to 100 per week, probably about 100 per week. The day of my photo shoot, I remember I was 77.8 kilos. Eight weeks later, having reverse dieted and increased my calories to averaging 25 to 2700 a day, we'll just say 2600 calories a day. Here's the crazy thing. Even though my calories increased by up to 1,000, my weight actually decreased to 75.9. Okay? So again, it's it's that was when my metabolism was working for me and not against me. So that's just a great way of like having a plan in place, not only for the dieting phase, as I mentioned, but what happens post-diet. Okay? So how to reverse diet. You slowly bump up your calories initially by maybe two to 300. And then from there, what I'd recommend, again, depending on the individual, is increase them by 50 to 100 per week. And then just outcome-based decision. You monitor and your progress and you adjust over time. I'm increasing my calories by 50 a week. And you know what? I, I'm not seeing really any difference. And my body fat percentage is still pretty healthy. I might go a bit quicker. And I might bump them up by 100 a week. But then let's just say you feel you're bumping them up too quickly. And, okay, God, I'm, I'm increasing by 100 per week. And I just feel my body fat percentage is increasing too quickly. Then you might scale it back or just stay at that new level for a few weeks before bumping them up again. That is the beauty of it. You use outcome-based decision. All right. You decide to adjust over time. Now, finally... Just like with your with your macros entering the dieting phase, again, they don't really change eggs in it. Like your protein, 1.6 to 2.2 grams, minimum 0.7 grams of fat per body per kilo, I recommend, and then carbohydrates between three to seven grams, making up the remainder per kilogram. All right. And then just adjust over time. Now, what's the alternative? If you don't do not reverse diet and you just go back to maintenance. You, you obviously, your, your energy will increase, your performance will increase, but so too your body fat percentage increase quicker, all right? So it's not to say that just going straight back to maintenance is necessarily wrong. I mean, the more advanced you are, you're, you're probably going to be able to get away with that easier. But if you're the kind of like a less trained individual and, and you're like losing weight for the first time in particular, what I'd recommend, just because it can be disheartening, if you, you if you put in so much work losing weight and then it just kind of regain, you regain it quite quickly from going back to maintenance too quickly, that is where I feel reverse dieting comes in. All right. As I mentioned myself, finding a way to eat more calories without necessarily gaining weight. That is what I did. All right. I was eating over a thousand extra calories, which is a lot of food. And I didn't gain any extra weight. All right. Does require discipline. Yes, I was tempted to just go from whatever, 1,500 back to 2,500 straight away. Had I done that, 
I sure as hell would have had more energy starting off, but also I would have um, had more of an increase in body fat. So that is effectively how you reverse diet. I hope that makes sense. So generally the amount, the period of time you're dieting for, if it's 12 weeks, that's the, that's the recommended guideline for how long you should be reverse dieting out as a range. Like mine was about eight to eight weeks. Um, for Becky, it was about 12 weeks, but, but generally that's like a good range. Okay. Um, so just finally then, because obviously, you know, this is, this is what you need to do with your training, with your nutrition, but as you lose weight, it's not only your body you need to train. You also need to train your mind. And I'll just touch on this shortly, briefly, should I say, because if, if let's just say you're, you were previously 80 kilos and you got down to 70 kilos, you need to also adjust your identity and your mindset as being someone who's 70 kilos. Because if you get down to 70 kilos, but you have the identity of someone who's 80 kilos, you're going to find a way to self-sabotage and get back up to 80 kilos again because you haven't built that new identity. All right. So with new goals, with a new physique, with a new um, body weight, you need to adjust a new identity. See yourself as someone who's now healthy, fit at 70 kilos, as opposed to potentially you know, um, unhealthier or unfitter at 80 kilos. You have to adjust your mindset. And that comes from implementing those, those habits that got you there and sustaining them long-term, all right? And just seeing yourself now, seeing yourself as a new person, that's important because, again, a lot of people, it's, it's not just a case of eat less and exercise more. It's actually developing that mindset too. And that is why, like, just self-sabotaging your results it's so so common because you've got there but you feel like you don't deserve to be there and if you feel you're not worthy of it then what's going to happen you're just going to find a way to get back to where you're comfortable because you're comfortable at 80 you're uncomfortable at 70 but if you want to get comfortable at 70 you need to also adjust that mindset as being someone who's deserving and worthy of actually being 70 kilos I hope that makes sense. All right. So just to recap on everything we've said, because I always like to leave our listeners with some takeaways. Okay, so how do we lose weight? Calorie deficit, 10 to 20% calorie deficit. Set the goal, set the time frame. Roughly 12 weeks, I find is a good time frame. You might need to make that longer, shorter, depends on your goals. How much weight can we expect to lose? A general guideline, 0.5 to 1% reduction in your body weight per week. Okay. Then you determine your maintenance calories, you determine your calorie deficit. From there, set your protein. 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein for a kilo of body weight. Um, minimum 0.7 grams of fat make up the remainder in your carbs, which should be averaging at least 3 to 7 grams per kilogram. Okay, as we lose weight, remember what I mentioned, your BMR, the number of calories you burn while you rest, that will decrease by 5 to 15% on average, which means when you get your new goal weight, so too does your weight decrease, your new maintenance calories will also decrease, okay? From there then, once you will say, once you have reached your goal weight, or once you end the dieting phase, regardless of whether you've quote-unquote arrived or not, I would recommend a one to two week maintenance phase where you slowly bump up the calories, just to give you a bit of a break. Um, mental as much as physical, it's important, okay? From there then, at the end of the, we'll say the 12 weeks, you decide. 
Do you need to drop a bit more? Do you need to lose a bit more weight? Well, then go back into your calorie deficit. If you're happy to maintain, which is the purpose of this podcast, now let's reverse diet out, okay? If we're dieting for 12 weeks, we should be reverse dieting for probably eight to 12 weeks. How do you reverse diet? So slowly bump up the calories initially by maybe two to 300. Again, it could be more, depending if, if the heavier the individual light and the lighter you are, probably less. Okay, but slowly on average, two to 300, initially you increase and then you slowly increase your calories by maybe 50 to 100 as a good range per week until you kind of feel that you've reached that desired level of physique. All right. Then once you get back to maintenance calories, isn't that a great position to be in where you've got to that 70 kilo weight or whatever it is and you're eating more calories than you would have been at the end of your dieting phase? And then you can decide, do I want to set new goals now? Maybe I might build a bit of muscle. Maybe I'm happy just to maintain and, and keep this for a few months before doing another cut. The decision is yours. And it's great to have that luxury. And again, it's 100% possible just with the right strategy and implementing some of these tips that I mentioned. And finally, as a final thing is just get out of the mindset that you've arrived. Behind mountains are always more mountains. And that is a big reason why people regain the weight is because they're just doing it for Christmas or for a holiday or for their wedding, but they've no plan in place afterwards. So just like you put a plan to lose weight, you should also put a plan in place for what happens afterwards. All right. For what happens afterwards. And, and then finally, just with, with a new identity, um, you, you got to implement those habits that got you there. So if your identity is attached to 80 kilos, even though you're 70 kilos, you will find a way to self-sabotage. So remember, you are worthy of this new physique, this leaner physique. Give yourself permission and build that new identity. Build that new identity. All right. So I hope you got benefit and value from this podcast. If you did, please share the show. All right. I feel this is a topic that not many people talk about because there is such an emphasis on weight loss. And of course, that is important. But as I mentioned, 80% of people are lose weight quickly. They regain within a year. All right. And I just feel there's not enough been spoken about how to keep it off long term. And that's the ultimate goal. Unsustainable methods yield unsustainable results. And at Mac Lifestyle Fitness, we're all about sustainability. All right. We're all about sustainability and just having a positive association with whatever season you're in, whether you're doing a bulk, whether you're doing maintenance, whether you're doing a cut, that you should associate exercising and eating as something that you enjoy. And if you have a negative association, it's probably because the process was ineffective or was unsustainable. All right. So that is the most important thing. Adherence and being able to sustain it long term. So I hope by sharing these tips, which you got some value from it. And if you did, just please pay the small fee that I ask. Word of mouth is important. I don't run ads toward this podcast. I don't plan on doing so either. And podcasts, they generally just grow from listeners like you saying, you know, I listen to the Lifestyle Lifter show. If you're someone who wants to lose weight and keep it off long term, I definitely recommend this episode or just, you know, sharing it amongst your friends, sharing, taking a screenshot, tagging me on your IG stories and I'll reshare as well. I love getting feedback as well. So any feedback is much appreciated. And finally, if you're on, 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 if you are on Apple podcast, please leave a five star review and um, subscribe. So that is all for for this week's episode. I hope you got value. And also, if you check out the show notes, I do have a fat loss accelerator, which is something that I've 
I'm sharing some of my insider secrets with some of the methods that we actually use at Mac Lifestyle Fitness, which do help our members lose weight in a sustainable and yet realistic way. Some of the most important habits that you can actually implement long term, because as I said, it's about sustaining these habits. So I actually describe seven effective habits which will help you lose weight and do so in a sustainable and enjoyable way. So I've posted the link for a fat loss accelerator in the show notes. And if you'd like access to that, just um, click the link onto it. What will, you, what will happen is you'll be redirected to uh, my website. You just need to input your name, your email. Don't worry, I won't be spamming you or anything. Um, input your details and then you check your best email address and you'll get access to your fat loss accelerator. So that was all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. I hope everyone has an awesome week and I hope you got value from the show.